Hello friends, how's it going? It's Matt here and you are listening to the latest in an irregular series of bonus episodes of the Looking Sideways Action Sports Podcast. No fuss, no fanfare, just a non-traditional episode banged up every now and again when this opportunity arises. And this one that you're about to listen to is a full live conversation and recorded at the Van Store in London at the beginning of September 2023. I chatted to Scofe, friend of the show, Andrew Cotty Cotton, big wave surfer, Helena Legs Long, um, skateboarder, Marcus Chapman from the Tour de Test Valley, and Simon Gunning, CEO of Calm. And this was an event organised by my old pal Marcus to raise funds for Calm in memory of our much-loved and much-missed friend Nelson Pratt, who took his own life back in 2012. This year, Marcus and the family, the Pratt family that is, decided to take a year off from organising the annual Tour de Test Valley, which is a fundraiser that's held at the Pratt family farm every year in memory of Nelson and to raise funds for Calm. They took a year off, so this event was a way of celebrating Nelson, bringing a load of his friends together and of course continuing to raise awareness about this important issue. Now personally, I lost another close friend to suicide this year. I'm something I'm still completely devastated about and which has made me more determined than ever to speak up about this issue. This was a lovely evening, bittersweet as usual, but another fitting tribute to Nelson and a great impromptu gathering of his tribe. Of course, from the interviewer's point of view, interrupting a night where there's free booze, everyone's keen to catch up and chat with a 45-minute discussion about suicide and mental health is a fairly tough brief, but I've done a few of these by now. And the conversation went really well. So I'm, I'm very grateful to Helena Scove, Cotty, Marcus and Simon for trusting me to ask them some pretty sensitive questions. So I'm releasing this as a bonus episode. These are usually paywalled and exclusively p- for paid subscribers. But given the topic here, I just want to get it out there to as many people as possible, which is why it is going out free and on the usual Monday feed. Have a listen. Let me know what you think. If you've got any feedback or comments, head on over to the episode page at lookingsideways.substack.com to leave a comment and join the discussion. Ride on, Nelly. We miss you, brother. So my guest tonight, I've got got Andrew Cotton. How are you, mate? Um, I've got Simon from Calm, who's got the mic right now. Got Helena, how you doing? Um, I've got Scope, and I think Mark is going to chip in as well. We're going to be sharing mics, but I think we can work this. Um, so Simon, um, that film is obviously amazing. Well done, Chapman. Great job. Um, so can you just give us a bit of an idea? You know, you talked about quite a few of the issues um, in the film, but why is an event like the Tour de Test Valley so important for Calm? It's quite odd, isn't it? Because most of the stuff I would say is just went on that screen, but it was delivered by some old bloke who'd been sleeping in a bin for a month. <laughs> I, so didn't, I didn't want to mention that. Fortunately, the youngster has turned up <laughs> and I can say it all again and say it properly. Uh, um, it's, it, it's interesting, Marcus is standing right in front of me, so if I look that way and point at him, it's because I'm talking to Marcus probably, but the, the way that it's grown, uh, it's grown with us, I think, or we've grown with it, um, and it represents what we wanted to do right from the start, which was create a movement so that we're not an organisation which stands on the edge and preaches and wags fingers, but uh, empowers people uh, in, a, in a, almost a sort of a political with a small P way okay. to take control of a situation which could otherwise be deemed as um, 
uh, out of control. Uh, and, and I think as when, when we can root that in a community, which uh, I did say it on that film, so I'm sorry, but which, is, which has a cultural channel, which is what Calm is all about, is comedy and sport and music and things like that. Um, then the, that, that community can solve the problem amongst itself and then that becomes contagious. Have you noticed the conversation around mental health change in the 10 years that the event's been going? Yeah, definitely the stuff that we did in 2018 or 17 with Heads Together with the Royals did a lot and um, changed the, 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 the people's ability to just to talk about that as an issue. But it's it's... It's really important to stress that CALM is a suicide prevention organisation and suicide isn't always a mental health related issue. It's, um, it's a public health issue. Um, but it, it, yes, it often is a mental health issue, but not always. Um, so whilst, yes, people, I think, are in large, large parts of society more able to talk about how they're feeling, um, I think we have to couple that with a lot more education about, so what, what do I do with that? And, and we will keep banging the suicide prevention drum because... Um, it's a problem, as Marcus said in that film, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that hasn't, hasn't decreased, actually, in, in, increased marginally from 2017 up to 2019 has remained stable since then. In the film, you mentioned um, that there's been a rise in young women. Yeah. Um, am I right in thinking that the initial focus of Calm was young men? It was, yeah, totally. So it was started long before my time. I've been doing it for six years, but it started how long ago, Marcus? 12 years ago? It's about, yeah. Um, and was initially funded by Tony Wilson of uh, Hacienda and Factory Records. Fame. Did not know that. Yeah, with a cheque that he wrote himself. Um, and it was a part of a, an NHS study in Merseyside. Right. Uh, but um, was exclusively male, based on the principle that there, was, there weren't services for men. We went, in 2018, we did a thing called Project 84 with ITV, which sort of blew the doors off for us um, and uh, brought in so many more people to... You'd certainly use our helpline, but mainly to want to, 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 to join our, our movement, that to, to be turning people away when they called the helpline because they weren't the right gender just seemed to me to be wrong. Okay. Um, and so we became completely gender inclusive in 2018 and remained that way. Yeah. So is that going to be more of a focus to like address it in young women moving forward? Well, we, because we, we have so many great partners in media and brands and, and, and ambassadors and things like that, that we're able to focus on audiences and communicate with them, I hope, in, in a way that means that when they hear our messaging, they think calm is for them. Yeah. So when we worked with Topshop, RIP, um, we would, the, 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 the Topshop and Topman, the, the lovely young people that would hear our, our, our messages through Topshop and Topman would believe that calm was for them. Right. When we worked with Carling, that's for men 55 plus, they believe that calm is for them. So if you do it right, you can present such a kind of, we've got a very stretchy brand and um, a very inclusive approach. So I, I hope that when we look at high risk groups, which is the way we work, when we're talking to them, they yeah. believe that calm is for them because you, you have to, we give a lot of permission. So we'll do campaigns like, uh, we, we noticed that World, uh, World Mental Health Day coincided with uh, World Toilet Day. <laughs> so we did a campaign. There's a lot of days yeah, these a lot days. Of days. Yeah. We did a campaign that just said feeling shit, shit. And we, <laughs> we can do stuff that other people can't do. And it's that kind of poppiness that means that we can communicate with people in ways that hopefully gives them permission uh, to seek help. And then also, hopefully, the sort of affinity with what we do, especially when everybody's riding around in these with 
Calm yeah. written on it, uh, affinity with that movement that means that people feel that it's for them, because it is. Yeah. Scoff, going to bring you in. You right, Flower? Matthew Burr. How you doing? I'm good, We man. meet again on a panel. This I happens a lot, doesn't panel. it? Yeah. So, Scoff, let's talk about this piece. Out of the way, lads. So, Scoff's made this... There's too many people leaning on it. Incredible. I'm not too sure what's going on there. Incredible piece, which we should, you know, obviously draw attention to and as we talked about it's on the jerseys as well which hopefully everyone's going to buy to support um, this year's cause Scope, you've been a massive supporter don't know what Tim's doing but yeah we're auctioning this right <laughs> yeah you are yeah yeah that's right get this in your hallway guys <laughs> how big how big is your hallway providing you can outbid me that's all I'm saying Scope, you've been such a staunch supporter of this event over the years um you were really close to Nelson. So why has it been so important to you to support this cause? Well, it's a mate that's fallen, isn't it? So it's like, I can't get enough of it. Like, so long as we carry on doing this, then it'll live on, you know, in our memories and everything else. So as soon as Marcus said to me, he's like, do you want to get involved? I'm like, well, sure as shit. Of course I do. Like, it's, it's not even a yes or no answer, you know? It's... It's, it's always difficult to make artwork anyway, regardless, you know, sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's difficult, but even that was kind of difficult because it's like, well, it, everything floods back, you know, but at the end of the day, it's still remembering in, in some kind of way that, like, fuck it, I, I'll, I'll make artwork till the cows come home to represent Nelson because he was one of my best mates, so... That's why I do it. Yeah, I mean, you, know? you and Nels are really close, right? You lived together, you spent a lot of time together. Like, how, how did it... Because one of the themes, obviously, of the film, one of the themes of the whole conversation is how it impacts families, it impacts friendship groups. How, how did Nelson's death impact you personally, given how close you were to him? Oh, it put me on my ass. I, it still does, like, it still... You know, I always think about him. Not maybe not every day or whatever, but on the regular, it's like you know, you, especially when you get involved with it, you like. There's always things that crop up. Even spending more time in teen than I do now, like especially with your man here, it's like it's it's a weird one, man. It's, we still shred as we do love it, and we still snowboard and we still all the rest of it. But it, he, he's not there, but still we still doing. Something that we all loved, and it's it's a weird one, man. It's it's um, I don't even know how to word it because I'm pretty sure, as you know, I am. We've done a few panels now. You're but doing all right, Flower. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's one of them things you just got to keep on. I always I do everything to do with Nelson now, just because I want to keep his memory alive, and it always will, you know. And, the fact that we get to snowboard every year now, we've got this little thing that we do, a pre-season thing that we get to shred and haul ass. And I love that. And it's it's all about snowboarding still. And and Nelson, we always question and we go, fuck, it'd be so rad if he was still here, but he's not. But we can still snowboard. And it's, it's one of those things you do it for people that aren't here anymore. Yeah. That's why I do it, you know. Well, it's one of the best things about the event, isn't it? I mean... 
me, Tim and Gandalf have spoke about this quite a lot. Like it's almost his legacy, the event in a way, isn't it? The fact, even a night like this where it's brought so many people together. Absolutely. You know, I was all in the pub earlier, like meeting, catching up, reminiscing about Nelson. It's, it's, it's become on its own a really important thing for us, hasn't it? Mm. I'm going to get you to pass the mic to Marcus, if that's all right, because I've got a question for Marcus now. As long um, as I don't have to haul ass, I don't think I've ever hauled ass on a snowboard ever. <laughs> Spent a lot the, of time the, falling over. The lady doth protest too much, me thinks. I fall over a lot. Um, you know, there's, I think for the snowboarding community, obviously Nelson, in the UK snowboarding community, Nelson's death was a very transformative event. Like, I think, you know, for all of us, it was a hugely significant thing, you know, that we're clearly we're all still dealing with. Um, but Tour de Test Valley has been such a positive outcome. Has it surprised you the impact that, that Nelson's death had and how important the events come given, become given how integral you are to the event? Um, I think I said it a bit in there. It, 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 I think having kids now and stuff and watching, I mean, even Chris has, Chris has got kids now as well because he looks as, he's starting to look tired like me. Um, <laughs> I, I think... And it's mad watching, you know, looking at all the jerseys and looking back. It's, his story is still so powerful, but it's sort of um, becoming more sort of powerful and poignant within where we, are, where we all are now. And I'm not saying it's just relevant to people with, of course, kids and families and stuff, but um, I've, watched, I've watched the sort of impact a bit... Um, the last few years with it changed with more families coming and stuff and and i've really i've really liked sort of seeing that and um it's been really important to me as well um being able you know seeing that happen and i think it's his story and but not just his story and you know like i say now that there's suicide and it's still happening all the time and we have to use what we've got and and, and keep pushing those conversations yeah has, has organizing the event helped you cope with your own sense of loss uh i think initially i was like pro in a proper whirlwind i was like well what can i do and i just went into full like axe chopping practical mode of of like of the event and now so, so yes, it did definitely initially, and then, um, you know, running any event, it's caused me stress and stuff as well. And you love uh, it, come on. Well, no, I love it, but I've definitely had. I've, I mean, there was a there was a point. I think one year when Chris's Chris's Land Rover, all the electrics, didn't it lock you in with all the bananas in? <laughs> at like at four four a.m., we had like a thousand and six bananas in a Land Rover, and Chris was like. Not at least one of the brownies. My Land Rover is mean, knackered. That would have been bad. And 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 we've like you know and and, and to Chris's credit, you know, we and, and his mum and dad, like we've they've got a thousand Herberts turning up on their you know in their yeah. farm, and some of them, mainly Chris's mates, crash crash stuff through hedges at four a.m. when they're trying to get home, and and <laughs> so you know they've all been all been through the ringer with it. And, but I think making the film with Tom and, and, and looking back at all the old footage and Simon and stuff that 
the event has got a break this year, which which is pretty obvious, as in you know anyone who knows. And then, but it's like, what do, what do we do with it next? Like, how do we how don't, do we don't connect? steal my last question? Huh? Don't steal my okay. last question. Okay. <laughs> no, I was about to ramble into go, it. Go go ramble ramble but, away. But but it's like is 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 how we how we how we connect with the, the groups that are, are struggling. How how do we do more with it? Is it just a is it just a one off? And I'm not trying to sit here and pretend in a daft pair of purple shorts that I'm saving the, anyone's, you know, but, but is what, what, what do we do next with it? Because it has had a really good impact. Yeah. But... No doubt. Well, the figures, uh, I mean, look well, at the well, amount of money. Well, 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 but the money, but even, even within our snowboard community, there are definitely people who've opened up to me, have taught. It's definitely, it's definitely saved some people like that, as in, even just from a talking sense, but it's like, what do we, what do, we do next with it? And that was what this was about, even though it's a, you know, a small gathering getting... But the community that we've built is incredible, and it's like, what what do we do next with it? And it's not my event, our event, Chris's event. It's like, how do we? It's all of ours. Like, how what what do we do with it? Really? Yeah, Helena, I'm going to bring you in. Um, so I wanted to ask you about an equivalent situation in skateboarding, actually, because because yeah. you, you were good friends with Ben Ramers, right? Yeah, it's been a good a good chunk of time with Ben. Uh, on skate trips or I crashed in my living room a few times. Yeah. Um, skate sessions, everything, yeah. Has, has, has Ben's death had a similar... Because Ben also um, killed himself, right? So has Ben's death had a similarly transformative effect on the UK skate community, do you think, in terms of yeah. how this conversation is handled? Oh, massively. I mean, I'd, it's just... Uh, actually, at his funeral, it was probably the saddest and... But most sort of emotional thing I've ever been to. Um, everyone turned up for it. And it was just like, no one really understood or could comprehend what quite happened because it, it's, it was so, he was, he, I feel like he held, he hid it pretty well. Yeah. Um, uh, but not to everyone. I think, you know, a lot of people knew that there were times where he, he wasn't feeling his, you know, full self, especially those that are really close to him. Yeah. But, um, it really kind of rocked the scene. And because, because of that, so, you know, Ben Raymond's foundation started. Yeah. And um, so many people just sort of, I, even just on Instagram sort of stories and things, started just opening up and saying, I've been down or I've been this and just talking. Yeah. And asking each other how they are. And just, um, yeah, really, really opened up like a whole um, new wave of, of talking to each other basically yeah I mean the work of the Ben Ramers Foundations obviously it's yeah. been really significant hasn't it the way that they furthered that conversation in skateboarding through the like, smile films and yeah. and bringing in some you know really highly regarded like high profile people to also talk about their own struggles right uh, yeah massively I mean because Ben for me was like one of the first UK Europe skaters to kind of make it yeah like I say make it in like inverted commas but he was you know in America and on the tours of all the big companies. Thrasher covers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he, he was kind of like, for me, the sort of the UK rep. And he's just sort yeah. of out, of, uh, out of Essex. And then, um, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was just the impact on that because he was such a figurehead for so many people, so many fans from yeah. across the world in skateboarding. It wasn't just like for the UK. Um, 
I think, yeah, that brought a lot of attention from everyone. Everywhere. Yeah, it, from the outside, it felt like the fact that he'd achieved success as well was almost part of the reason why it was so shocking for everybody in a way. Yeah, I'd say because, I mean, for me, I personally, I find like skateboarding is all I want to do. So yeah. given the opportunity to do that as your career, it's surely the dream because it's not really a job. Surely. Yeah. But obviously coming with that is a lot of pressure because you're kind of, I guess, constantly like sort of performing and it was like, well, you know, in a way of like, what's Ben going to do next? Like, what's, is he going to get another Thrasher cover or something? Yeah. So for a lot of people, so you kind of don't really think about actually how the, a lot of that pressure could maybe... Yeah, really like the, the private person. versus the public persona almost, which I think even if you're not as high profile as Ben is something that obviously is a really common thing in these conversations, isn't it? The front that we present and the actual reality internally is often like very different, isn't it? Um, well, I think we're going to do probably like another sort of 10 or so minutes. And I think what I'd like to do now, if that's all right with everyone, is ask you three some of your own personal experiences with mental health. So, Cotty, I might bring you in at this point. Um, how you doing? It's been a while. Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah. Um, so you've obviously had an incredible career, big wave surfer, Nazare, you know, HBO series, not, yeah. not been bad. Um, <laughs> but equally, you've had a lot of very public setbacks. You've had, you know, I'm thinking of your back, which is last time we spoke, actually, when yeah. you were in rehab. Um, and you've had to deal with some really significant you know, injuries and, and situations where you probably thought, like, am I actually going to have a career, like, at this point? Especially with the back, which was so serious and, and also so public, wasn't it? You know, it was filmed, it went viral. I'm just interested in, like, mentally, like, how you can cope with that and, and find a way of, you know, not only digesting the injury, but also then coming back. Like, is that something that you've had to kind of learn how to handle over the years? Um, yeah, I think it's quite an interesting point, really, because, you know, you get those, um, like, thinking back, actually, like, the injury was obviously bad, but it was actually quite a, um, through the attention and the hype. Yeah, it's very You get quite a high. Yeah. Um, and, and that, you know, like, you're like, okay, right, and everyone's stepping in, and, and you get the, the doctors and the specialists and the physios, which make such an amazing plan and schedule and training, and then, um, and what you just sort of, I suppose, you don't see is that actually, like, the physios are coming in and checking on your physical health. Yeah. <laughs> but no one really is checking. You know, everyone's doing their jobs. Sure. But it, there is, like, a big void of that. Like, yeah, you do your training, everyone's going, everything's going great. But there's a lot of time when you're, like, pondering. Well, you've about, got to deal with that. Yeah. yeah. And, and with any sport, you know, we're in, especially, like, you know, you know, action sports stuff, it's, everything's done on year contracts. Yeah. So, you know, like, they're telling you you'd be all right in nine to 12 months, but, like, if your contract ends in six months, yeah. <laughs> then you might, you know, so you could be doing all right, but you might not be doing, be doing all right. So. Yeah, I think action sports brands are pretty notorious for, like, lack of duty of care sometimes when it comes to people, like Tom Lowe, for example. Like, yeah. the, the insurance issue recently. Yeah, you know. yeah. So how, how is that for you to kind of deal with that? Um, uh, you know, it's, it's again, it's ups and downs. You know, like I'm not gonna lie, like you do, yeah. You know, it's it's easy to put on the mask. It's easy to post positive photos on Instagram and say good stuff when the camera's on, and and yeah, you do become, especially if you're being filmed, like 
um, with all these sort of stuff and you're building stories, you can sort of put on, okay, right, we're gonna start filming, right? And you like, yeah. you know, you, and then you start, you start your, your spiel or whatever you're gonna talk about. Um, but yeah, the, you know, of course there are dark, like hugely dark days, moments. Um, I, you know, like I think f for me, like I will have like a, a personal trainer, but he's also stroke therapist as well. <laughs> So, um, that's Blakey, right? Yeah, it's Blakey, yeah. yeah. So he's a, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got lots of hats, that guy. Um, so, you know, I, I have been, been super fortunate yeah. to, to have good, like, he's a good, he's not just, uh, you know, my, you know, like, physical trainer guy, like, he's also a really good friend and he knows me and yeah. he, he, you know, so I have been really fortunate to surround myself, you know, myself with people like that. But, you know, with, without people like that, you know, it is, yeah, it's definitely, you know, I can imagine for lots of people who don't have that, yeah. it can be hard, I know. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, I, you know, we had a quick chat before this, I sort of told you what questions I was going to ask. You've been at Nazare, what, 10, 12 years? Uh, yeah, this is my like, 13th year. Yeah. yeah. And the rate of progression, let's be honest, in the last few years has been pretty stratospheric. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of, like, you know, young people coming in, <laughs> like, kind of like surfing that wave in a pretty, you know, making it look like it's about, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah, how, yeah, yeah. so how, you know, you're, you're at that, it's a really interesting theme in action sports, isn't it? Like when you, if you're lucky enough to have a long career, you know, at some point you're like, oh, okay, like, where's my place? You know, like, so I'm just wondering for you how you've kind of cope with manage that if you like because you're looking at this progression and you you know you're thinking okay like well how am I going to deal with this um there's I think there's definitely two ways you can look at it um you can look at it that one way is like shit my career's almost over <laughs> or, <laughs> or you can just look at it like at a positive way and and I think f for me like it's it's super inspiring like watching the, the younger kids and what they're doing and they're like they're surfing how I dream to be approaching words. You know, yeah. That's what I dreamed of doing, you know? And, and, um, and that motivates me. That makes me want to keep fit. It makes me, like, set new goals and, um, and new ideas and new projects. And, um, and just being a small part of that, yeah. you know, is actually... I think it's really good and healthy. I think, like, it would be easy to get down about that or, like, go, oh, like, I'm too old for it now. I can't do it anymore. You know, but actually just being in the ocean and, you know, like doing safety or driving someone or just being witnessing that yeah. in the water, um, ah, it makes you, makes you feel good. Well, like you, you don't have to be running, you don't have to be running every wave. Yeah. Know? Well, I guess as a surfer as well, you're just a bit like, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Totally. With what's going on. Yeah. Scove, one, one more for you. Um, got a couple more and then we'll take some questions from the floor. So if anyone's got any get thinking um, you are the man I think that once said to me imposter syndrome is a load of bullshit is that, is that true Could yeah you... but everyone's got opinions and they're like arseholes everyone's got one so <laughs> that's why yeah that's just my opinion but your man. career is really going ever more stratospheric you're being you know you're in situations don't jinx me well like, yeah, I don't think fuck. that's going to happen but I'm just interested if 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 the if it's always if you, if you just have a confidence that enables you to deal with that when you face with these and you know you so for example you've just done this collection with Jamie Lynn very famous snowboarder you know which is going really really well it's opening doors it's you know how, how do you handle these new challenges that you're facing in your career 
Just wake up in the morning and start working. Get like, up in the morning and start working. Yeah. I don't think about, like, we've always said, don't overthink shit. Like, as soon as you do, that's when things start slowing down. It's like, you've got to have that balance. It's like, uh, for me, and how I deal with things and keep it all level, is you've got to think, you've got to think that, like, happiness and sadness, you can't have one without the other because one wouldn't exist. Like, light and day, like... Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath, like Matt Barr on a panel. I was waiting for the Aussie, for the Aussie reference. <laughs> it, it would have been Lemmy or Motorhead, one or the other. But do you know what I mean? You've got to have that balance. And then as yeah. soon as you figure out that balance, then like you've got to have one without the other. And if you understand that, yeah. then that's when things can just carry on. And you can put it in your head where it needs to be. It doesn't need to take everything over. Like, like depression or anxiety is like, for me how I deal with it. Fortunately, I've been able to understand that. Some people can't, they can't see the wood for the fucking trees, man. But like for me, I'm able, that's just how I think about things. You just go, look, you need this to have that. And when it comes to work, it's the same thing. It's like, I wake up in the morning, I'm, I'm fortunate and I know I'm fortunate to be able to do exactly what I want to do. I yeah. don't have to answer to anyone. It's exactly, not many people have that opportunity and that fucking sucks. But like, I'm fortunate to be in a position right now, at 44 years old, to be able to be living a life that I really enjoy. You yeah. know? Some people don't get that, but like, it's, it's one of those things that, that's our deal. Like, you have to put it in a certain place in your head, and that's how I I handle things. You know, like if that answers, I don't know. That yeah, yeah, no, question. it does. It does. I've got one more question for Helena, and then I'm going to open it up to to the floor. So, Helena, you you know you've been I'm going to say involved in skateboarding for like 15 years, maybe like maybe 15, probably, 20 years. Probably more. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think just. I was actually speaking to, we've got a good mutual friend, Hannah, Hannah Bailey. Um, yeah. And Hannah was saying, like, a good question for Helena might be, like, how did she maintain the motivation, like, in, in the early years, when perhaps there wasn't that much support from the industry? I think it's changed quite a lot now. Yeah, definitely um, changed massively. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I, from the very beginning, I was luckily quite, felt, I felt like quite naive, in which I didn't think that anything comes from it. I was just doing it because I loved it. Yeah. Um, and it's where I felt like I, like I actually fit in with, with anything. And I guess if, to this day, even though it sounds a bit corny, but if someone like asked me like how I identified, say, as a skateboarder, because yeah. that's where I feel like most at home um, with friends and everything that it's like sort of taken me like on the journey with. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was quite funny because it was just, I didn't understand sponsorship. I had no idea what was going on. I was reading sidewalks and my friend was like, you could probably get sponsored because there's not very any girls that skate. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but I was just like looking at a Spitfire ad and I was like, didn't clock that the person doing something on that handrail or something was riding for the company that gets those wheels, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but uh, yeah, then I just sort of crossed paths with another, I'm from South East London and we missioned it to the North, Northwest to skate uh, Meanwhile Gardens over there. 
and uh, bumped into one other girl skater, uh, Sam Bruce, and she rode for Vans UK. And then it kind of evolved from there, and I was sort of always supported with product and shoes, and it was I was just blown away. I couldn't believe yeah. it. Um, but skateboarding has kind of gone in like waves of trends, and so like especially in like Europe, I feel like it's only the last maybe five to ten years that it's like kind of had its own name whereas before if you wanted to make a career of it you kind of go to have to make it out in the states yeah so um and i never really i don't know i never really thought about that no i was just always doing it um for fun um and still am doing it for fun yeah i I, I really like the idea that you said like naivety was almost an advantage in a way you know it was yeah Yeah. massively because otherwise i'd be like trying to chase something i feel like and that would put that would make, I don't know, I always put a lot of pressure on myself as well, like, in a good way. Like, I want to learn new tricks and I want to try uh, and push it, but, like, to, I don't want to have to be forced to do it. And I feel like seeing it as an opportunity to maybe make a career out of it, I think, would have maybe put me in a different headspace yeah. as to how I see skateboarding. Um, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. How are we doing for time? Okay. We've got time for a couple of questions. Anyone got any questions? Anyone? That might be easy. <laughs> Guess it's uh, raffle time then. I've got the winning <laughs> tickets in my pocket, so, you know. Is, um, it, is it bad that I bought raffle tickets? I wondered if it was bad that I bought them as well. I bought one too. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Right? Yeah. Um, thank, you, thank you, panellists. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. So there you go. That was my special looking sideways times, vans times calm bonus episode with Scove, Andrew Cotton, Helena Long, Marcus Chapman and Simon Gunning. Um, huge thanks to vans and for the support on that event. Thank you to Marcus for all the organizing. Big up Tim and Gendel for doing the comparing. Big up Luke and Jesse for DJing. And um, yeah, thanks to everyone who came along and contributed to that night. To find out more about Calm, head to thecalmzone.net. And to find out more about the amazing Tour de Test Valley, head to nelsonstourdetestvalley.co.uk. I'll be back next week with one of my regular episodes. But in the meantime, have a good week. I'll see you next time. Nice one.